Welcome back to Marsha's Corner. Um, before we get into what this episode's all about, I just want to say if you enjoyed any of the content that you've listened to on my platform, please like, subscribe, share, do whatever you can. Um, any sort of support is great support and um, it goes a long way, more than you could know. Uh, people subscribing, liking, sharing the podcast. Um, yeah, it, that's what it takes for me to you know continue leveling up just a little bit a little bit um continue getting great guests on and yeah just turning this into something which would be pretty cool and um you know i'm pushing to get some sponsorships and whatnot and um hopefully once that starts happening i can get the you know it's kind of a snowball effect you can start to you know maybe do giveaways and, and whatnot and um yeah turn this into something pretty cool i think um but you know until then we're going to keep growing keep grinding it out each week and Speaking of staying on the grind, um, my goal was to have a show out uh, for each week of the finals. Um, did last week with Mark Geyer and f- shout out to that guy still, man. That, that episode was so good. Um, and you know, it's still relevant. Like we, yeah, it was week one of the finals, but we talked about the finals in general and way, way more. So um, if you want to listen to an, an old rugby league head that you know, used to play this great game that we love um, and has a million stories and is just great for a yarn, that's it's a lot of fun so go listen to that um but for this week i was actually invited onto a podcast um and that was going to be my show for the week uh but it fell through so i you know was like well do i just let this week pass or do i try and bring something together and not only have i just brought something together i think i've brought together something great um shout out we're just going to do an extended a uh, couple of casuals. Um, so I've got three casual fans that are going to come talk to a fellow casual fan, myself. Um, and so I just want to say a huge shout out to Matt Hurley, Matt Gilbert, and Max. Just a couple of legends that have hopped on the... Oh, sorry. A few legends that have hopped on the podcast um, to not just talk about their team. So i got Matty Hurley, who's a Roosters fan. Obviously, his team got bounced this week. Um, i got Matty Gilbert. He's back from last week. He did such a great job. Had to give him the callback. Uh, his Canberra Raiders beat the Melbourne Storm, so we're going to talk about talk about that. Um, and I got Old Faithful, my guy Max Thompson coming in, the guy that I watch all the Broncos games with. Um, we're going to talk about you know how sad it is to not see our guys in the finals um, and wh- how we think we, they could have gone and and whatnot. And on top of talking about all of their teams, we're also just going to talk some footy in general because that's what happens. Um, um, I hope you enjoy. Uh, yeah, like and subscribe. Enjoy. Is that better? Yeah, no, that's good. All right, you ready to hop into it? Yeah, sure. All right, let's do it. Uh, Matty Hurley, what an honor. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for hopping on to uh, just a couple of casuals talking footy. Um, how was your day? It was good. I had, um, had work early this morning. At, um, started work at 3.30. What do you what do you, what do you do for work? Let us know. Um, I work at Eagle Farm Racecourse at the moment, so it's all like the track and grounds like stuff. So like getting all the stuff ready for race days and whatnot. Um, but like every morning they got like track work and that where they train all the horses and some of the roles that we have is like more of like a health and safety thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I had to do the early shift this morning, which is usually every Thursday. Yeah. Early start. I'd actually like to talk about your work for a second. Um, so Matt obviously works at the at the race course, and he likes to think that he has a little bit of inside info onto on horses when it comes to punting. And I've actually followed Matt's advice three times, 
when it comes to betting on horses. I'm not one to bet on horses very often because I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm yet to win any of my bets. <laughs> I think that goes for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, mad. So you're obviously. Uh, oh, actually, what? Tell us a little bit more about yourself, just so the the wider public gets to know you. Um, so obviously, this is what you do for work. What do you do? Do you study? Hobbies, um, things of that nature. Yeah, so studying at the moment, um, nearly finished a degree in high school teaching. Jesus. Um, so doing PE and business. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to be responsible for the youth of our, the next generation. Great. Yeah, that's a good call. And, and Zach Hughes. Zach Hughes is doing that's that. actually, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's doing better than me. He's on his last placement and I'm not. So, oh, there you go. Um, but yeah, so doing that at the moment, that's been going for this been fifth year, I think. So I've only got my last placement to go. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully can knuckle down a job there and get straight into it. So then I'll leave um, the racetrack. I've been there for a while. Um, but other than that, yeah, uni. Um, play a bit of Oztag, like you know. Elite Oztag player. <laughs> Do you want to say so? Oh, just just took a, an A-grade men's final off me. Actually, well, I didn't even get through the semis, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was that was annoying, having to watch that final. We played pretty bad in the semis. Yeah, what was the final score on that? Um, I don't know. I think we lost by two, maybe. But uh, we just didn't... I don't know what we were doing. Actually, to be fair, like the majority of our team were sick and weren't even going to play. And we just kind of had to talk everyone into coming down. And from the start, you could kind of just tell that we weren't really we weren't really ready to go. But you guys play pretty well. But we got new season starts tonight, and uh, we've got yeah, some we've we've, we've got some recruits. So yeah, we've got um, we've pretty much got the same team. Um, we've got I think two new recruits for ours. Um, but yeah, pretty keen. Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited. I've added, uh, we've got another Marshman in there. So I thought if we add a few more of those, we might look a little bit better. And uh, nah, nah, yeah, pretty keen for the new season to start. But um, let's get into the team you support. Uh, you're currently wearing every other team you support other than them. So I was wondering whether you were going to put a jersey on or something. But I do have a training shirt, actually. Yeah. <laughs> change into that if you no no you're good um so you've always got the boston you got the boston shirt on let's talk about the celtics for a second how are you feeling going well actually for starters how'd you feel at the end of last season um oh, devastating but at the same time happy because i as you know i am a steph curry fan so yeah it was definitely a bittersweet one for you yeah i was like if i win if the celtics win then i'll be sad with steph I, want, I wanted to get another ring but also yeah being a Boston supporter I wanted them to win yeah and that was your window and now it's done yeah <laughs> I don't know I don't know Malcolm Brogdon is um, huge pickup we're killing it off the, off the bench mm, it's a huge pickup Tatum MVP this year for sure get on if you want a tip let's back that now have you put that on yet I haven't personally but um, I think I will what's look he paying I wonder if I can look that up real quick I'll do that later. Surely he'd be like seven. He'd be in at least like top ten to win it. A seven dollar? I think he might be a little bit higher. I reckon he'd be about a nine fifty. 
Yeah, I suppose you'd still have like Jokic, Giannis, all those guys that were running for it again last year. They'll be up there again. Steph, one more. Could be. I, th- I think it might be Luca's year. He looks fit, man. He looks pretty fit. They just got knocked out today, though, in the in the Euro. Oh yeah, I did see that. Didn't they lose to um. Poland? I don't know. Something, it was a random country. Yeah. I haven't watched as much as I would like to have watched um, over in that comp, but uh, I'm trying to bring up this MVP. I know Giannis got knocked out too, and I think Jokic got knocked out. Yeah, all the big names are out. It's just... Um, oh, shit. What's his name? Point, little point guard. Um, oh, oh, Schroeder. Yeah, it's just Schroeder left, who hey, can't, even get a, can't even get an NBA contract. One of the Celtics greats. Oh, Tatum's fourteen dollars. So, Wait, that's a good price. That's that's, very... that's not bad. Luca's number one at five bucks. <laughs> Tatum at fourteen dollars is not bad at all. Anyway, so let's talk about the actual team that we're meant to be talking about. You go for the Roosters. I do. Um, how, tell us about your fandom. How did that? How did that start? Where'd that come from? Because um, you're wearing a Queensland hat right now. It is. I do everyone's know. everyone's confused. Why? I'm literally the only Rooster supporter in my family. Um, like, my old man's a Bulldog supporter. Mum used to be Penrith, like, before they got good. But I think now she's sort of slowly converting to a Rooster supporter because of, <laughs> <laughs> because of how bad I um, I watch it at home. I reckon Ashley as well, she's going to get there. With the- no, she's <laughs> not. She's no. <laughs> Actually, I will tell you, there was one time we were watching the- going to watch one of the Roosters games and she said, um, what time is our team playing? I love it when a friend slips that like I got a mate who he lives in Australia he moved here when he was about oh, maybe 10 11 and um, he never supports Australia in anything uh, so he's from Malaysia and then he's like Indian Irish anyway anything that's Australian he like wouldn't really latch onto. and then during the Olympics when the boomers were like pushing for a medal there was a lot of talk in the group chat and he was using a lot of wheeze when it came to the boomers. <laughs> and me and my mates were kind of talking outside that group chat. Like, he's saying a lot of wheeze right now. He's really, he's really just, once Australia got good, he's decided to hop on. But, um... Yeah. Well, Roos has been good for a while, so I think now's a good time to, to jump on Bash. That's for sure. Not a bad time. So how did you become a Roosters fan? Was that just, a, um, you were just a kid and it just happened, or...? Yeah, pretty much. Told people that like the first NRL game that I watched was like Roosters versus the Warriors, and obviously not being from New Zealand, I just started watching the Roosters, and I've just followed them ever since. Um, but like when I f- I remember first once I first started getting into like rugby league and that and like watching it, that was when it was like towards the end of like Brad Fittler's career, like mm-hmm. Mitchell was just starting taking off, so that was when I just started I like watching those players and just sort of stayed ever since. Minicello, one of the guys that just was a little bit unfortunate to come through the time of Darren Lockyer, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, I mean, like most, oh. I suppose, players at the Roosters at the moment, like you've got guys like, I mean, you have two of Masashek who started on the wing who wanted to be a fullback. You've got Sue Lee now who wants to be a fullback, but is playing on the wing. And probably showed on Saturday, oh, no, sorry, Sunday, that not ready for that fullback role. 
he had small glimpses, but glimpses held the ball a lot. The ball was stuck to his hands. Oh yeah, yeah. He um he definitely wanted to get a meat pie, but it didn't work. Nah, you you probably had a, at least one or two more tries in you if he just let go of the ball a little bit more. Who knows? Could have been another golden point. Yeah. That's a good little segue. Let's talk about the game on Sunday. Um, oh, that's not a lot of work. <laughs> how are you feeling after it? Um, look, still down about it. I think more so, more so because we got knocked out to South. I think that's yeah. That's, and you know my um, how good did Latrell look? I was just about to say <laughs> my, <laughs> my um, yeah, my suppose non liking of Latrell at the moment. And you know how much I like Latrell. I do know how much. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was, I was right around that game. The crazy, the coolest thing about Latrell in that game was like everyone was losing their heads, and normally he would be one that would also potentially lose his head. But it, I, I felt like I thought Cody Walker as well. Like usually, yeah. if you target both of those players, you're going to get at least something out of both of them. But like yeah, like you said, Latrell was he was pretty quiet. In a lot of the a lot of the push and shoving, he he didn't really get involved in either Walker, to be honest. Yeah, they know they kept their cool, and then when I mean, did you enjoy the game, like what it was? A lot of people are mixed on it. it. I I did enjoy it, but when you I think for seventy percent of the game there was players missing from the field. That sort of that sort of put a damper on it. Yeah, no, there was obviously I think about half the sin bins. Obviously, probably shouldn't have been a sin bin. Well, on top of that as well, when you think about the concussions to like Tedesco, Pride, and like they were two massive losses for them. And that's when I thought once Tedesco got ruled out, I thought that was uh, I thought that was going to be pretty hard to come back by. Yeah, no, absolutely. And when you've got like in a game like that, you kind of want those those X factor players, and you know Suwali's just not really there yet at the back, and then you've got Latrell and. And Cody Walker, who were just... I mean, they didn't get involved in the niggle and they just kind of stayed focused. They kind of let all the forwards and the outside backs do all that shit. And then once play resumed, the game went for about four hours. It was like an NFL game. Yeah. Um, those guys were kind of just still locked in and yeah. managed to get the dub. Yeah. that I was confident going into it, like, considering they beat him pretty well the week before. Um, and then getting guys like Tupo back Suwali back. Um, Hargreaves didn't play a lot of minutes the week before. Radley didn't play. So I was pretty confident going into that. To be fair, Radley didn't really play on the week on Sunday either. <laughs> a bit more time in the bit. <laughs> but yeah, it was a yeah. first week of the finals. That's a that's a bit of a rough one. And then to lose this out. So that's yeah. Um, I guess for you as a Rooster fan, it hurts right now. But moving forward, well, actually, what do you what do you give your season grade? I'm sort of out of a pass or fail. I'd almost be saying fail because I think well, the big one is considering where they were last year. They had no team left. Yeah, and we went further last year than we did this year with pretty much a full strength team. So you'd have to say that's probably more of a fail considering the talent. Yeah, a full strength team minus Joey Manu. I was actually ready the week he got hurt to put a little bit of money on the Roosters to win the comp, which felt super dirty. 
but I was saying to a couple of friends, I was like, I think the Roosters might be the team to do it. Um, and yeah, then money went down and I, I decided to keep my money. Um, yeah, but besides Manu, obviously a pretty close to full strength side. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you got, yeah, uh, Satili did his knee, so he was gone. Um, no, Lindsay. Lindsay didn't play because of his um, yeah. injury, so he wasn't there. So there's still a couple of others that they, that they missed out on. Um, but yeah, disappointing. It was a tough year, though. I, um, I can't, I did look it up. But it was one of the toughest years to actually make the top eight. So the top eight in general is like a high quality of footy. Um, and so like I, last week I had um, I had a guy on the podcast and we were talking about how um, this year might be the year that a team can win the comp outside the top four. And it kind of still feels like there's a chance of that. Um, I think so. 100%. Look at Canberra. Well, this is, this is the kind of, I, I had a... Matt Gilbert on the podcast last night because um, I'm just doing a few of these, a uh, few of the casual fan things, and he's a, he's a Canberra Raiders fan, and Canberra's kind of just in the perfect place right now, just because they're going to dodge the Panthers in the semis. Like if they can get through this week against the Eels, and the Eels are, if you wanted to play out of the three teams that you potentially have to that are left for this week, Sharks, uh, Eels. And South, you probably want to play Eels out of those three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially, who knows what Moses was happening to Moses? He's playing, like he's named, but um, but even still, both him and Sean Lane have passed their their HIAs, yeah. which feels like probably wouldn't happen during the the, the normal <laughs> season. I saw. Well, I mean, go back to the Roosters game. Cameron Murray, how did he pass his? And he yeah. Just, I think like two or three knocks that game where he looked dusty as. Yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) How good was Cam Murray in that game, though? Definitely a difference. He's a huge difference. I was um, Cam Murray during that game. I've I've been having a like just conversations with mates and whatnot about you know who's the best prop in the game, who's the best lock in the game, and to start this season, I was a big. I think Isaiah Yo is the best lock, maybe even the best player in the comp. And then the way Tamalolo's played this season, he's kind of back in that talking spot. And then what Cam Murray can do at that 13 position, also pretty huge. Um, but um, I get... Hold on two seconds. Hold on two seconds. No, you're good. I don't know what just happened to my microphone. Picked up my headphone and the... <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um, so I guess moving forward, where wh- how do you feel about your team going into next year and the future? How are you feeling as a Roosters fan? I think confidence is still pretty high. I think still with like you got that main core of players that are still there, and you got like Walker who's still developing. Um, we are losing a couple like Tafiyaho. That's a massive loss, I reckon. Just like the meters he gets. Where's he going? Oh, hello. Um, Sam Verrills, I, I wasn't like, I wasn't sad that he was leaving to start off with, but the way that he was playing towards the back end of the year, after like, well, now that they got the cheese coming, 
I was like, oh, he's actually might be a bit of a loss. He could be a loss, but yeah, you got I the cheese. You got the you got to rate the cheese. You got to rate the cheese, and I mean, he had a bit of a down year this year, but I think he was pretty much like one leg out the door the whole time. He didn't look like that after Melbourne lost. Um, but I don't know. I think it's one of those things that when you sign, you sign somewhere else, then you're kind of half halfway there. Yeah. Like I feel like yeah, once you sign somewhere else, you'd you'd be content that all your contract stuff's finished, but then you're like, okay, well I'm leaving. Yeah. Maybe next year, what are, what are like, those guys looking like? What the next season? Yeah, huge huge opportunity with him though, because him at his best is like what well, could be the best nine in the comp. Oh, hundred percent. How have you how have you liked Connor Watson this year? I've liked it. I was very happy, very happy when he was coming back. I think that's even just seeing him play I think there's been a couple of times where he's played prop when like Jared or something's gone off or he's had to play lock for a bit, filled in that ninth. He's like the perfect utility, I reckon. I know he's not as big as, as you know, most other people, but um, I am a big Connor fan. Yeah, he's certainly, he's got to be in the top five most versatile rugby league players in the comp. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I feel like, you know, they lost Orbison to retirement a couple of years ago, and now you've got Connor, got Connor Watson. Yeah, yeah. Similar mould. I love it. Oh, yeah, he can play anywhere. Yeah. No, he absolutely. He'd be a winner, 100%. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, I genuinely, I, I genuinely think the Roosters are in a pretty good spot moving forward. Yeah, I, I, I feel like, yeah, with the roster they've got for next year, they'll definitely be up there again. But I think a big reason why they struggled this year was, I reckon, the combination with the six and seven, like Kiri Walker. Yeah. Like Kiri missed a fair bit with concussion again. Walker's still what, like twenty, twenty-one. Pretty young. Um. So yeah, it would have been a bit hard to actually get most of their combos right, and then actually, like they're sort of the similar build as well. They're both small players and I think easy targets in, in defense for those like edge back rollers yeah yeah no I mean I'm a big Lindsay Collins fan hopefully he's back next year and can actually get a healthy season out of him did you feel a little bit robbed it's two years in a row that you've gone into a final series without Joey Manu yeah I know oh don't get me <laughs> oh that's it's always been rough like he's like the biggest danger weapon out there for the Roosters I think anytime he gets the ball like the amount of tackles he breaks what he can his bag of tricks anything that he can pull out of that and just the freedom that he plays with now like he, he's not stuck to that right edge anymore and yeah. he's kind of able to float around a little bit and pop up where he wants to and it makes the roosters tough and obviously losing that just out from the finals that's that's a huge loss yeah massive loss and I've, i can't remember if i said this too but i saw something i think the day after he got injured in that south game that they were the Roosters were thinking about resting him that night. Oh. Because they had already made the final, so it wouldn't have made much of a difference. And because he's always had that like calf issue, for, like the back end of the year, and they were like, "Nah, play." And then he's yeah done his calf. So that was yeah, it sucks. Got him winning that. Kind of sucked for everyone that was like, I mean, for me that doesn't have a literal horse in the race. Like, there's no Broncos in the top eight this year. Um, oh, weren't you there? <laughs> Um, which we're not, we're not going to talk about that, but I, and it felt so dirty, but like, there's just so many rooster players that I like that I was sitting there and I was like, Oh, out of all the teams that are making this top eight, who wouldn't I mind seeing win? And it kind of felt wrong that I was like, 
probably wouldn't mind the roosters actually um i got some roosters gear at home so. aside from having to hear a, a whole bunch of shit from you and a few other people down at oztag um yeah i, I probably wouldn't have minded that too much but i guess moving forward now your team just like mine but basically the same now um we're not in the race for the finals anymore uh who who are you back in i'm going the cows i want the cows to win yeah not like like i said i'm not a south fan um sharkies i wouldn't be disappointed to see him win but i think yeah i, I sort of want to see the cows win at this footy that they've been playing all year I think on top of that, it'd sort of be sort of nice to see them win the comp after like what's happened with Paul Green as well. Yeah, I think that'd be like a feel-good story for the year for them. No, for sure. But, um, yeah, the footy they're playing and like all their players at the moment are in like the best form. Like Val did and um, Townsend, like you said before. Townsend. How, how quick was Dearden on his runaway on the weekend? Oh, he's got some serious speed. I saw something as well. Apparently, he ran for like. 11Ks or something. Yeah, it's the most any player's ever run or like recorded running in a in an NRL game. Just imagine if he was on the Broncos roster. Yeah, that would be something. Um, <laughs> Ezra Mam though, I, I'm, I like Ezra. Um, I don't really want to talk about the Broncos. It's, <laughs> it's pretty... You know what sucks is like I have receipts where I said I think the Broncos finished fourth to sixth like before the season started and everyone was like, nah, like at best, like seventh, between seventh and 10th. And I was like, nah, four to six. I'm telling you, we've got a great team, great young forward pack that's talented. We've got outside backs that are good. Um, And then we were sitting fourth and I was sitting there like, I've done it. Like I, I was getting ready to like, I had receipts screenshotted. I had some audio from, from earlier podcasts. I was like, I'm ready to go. And then it just all went down to shit. <laughs> um, but hey, it is what it is. There's always next year. Um, yeah, I don't want the Cowboys to win. That's the team I want to win the least, personally. Uh, yeah, so like my two of my best mates are Cowboy, like obnoxious Cowboy fans. And at this point, for me, it's like what will be the most, well, like will give me the least amount of emotional scarring if this team wins. And so Cowboys, like, I don't actually want to live in a world where I have to listen to these two guys talk about the Cowboys for the next, until the Broncos win a comp, because now they would have won two since we've won one. And um, and then after that, just don't really want to see the Panthers win. It, look, it'll be, everyone knows it's going to be hard to beat it. Just, like, the way they played the other night against Parramatta with, like, Cleary not playing for a month. It'll be hard, hard to top there. It's tough, and they're going to be playing. They get a week off, and they're going to be playing either the bunnies who went through fucking World War Three with the Roosters, and then and then or they versus uh, the Sharks who played a ninety-three minute overtime game. So both teams, and now they're about to come have a clash. So both those teams, I feel like, are going to be carrying injuries, carrying fatigue, yeah, mate, possibly suspensions. Oh, well, uh, Burgess is out for the next two weeks. Oh, yeah, he is too. I think the NRL need to think about the fans, though, and just let him serve those. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. <laughs> Once I saw that, I was like, oh. The thing with that situation is I don't even know if what he did deserved any time at all. Um, yeah. But if you are going to give him time, 
you have to you have to give it to the two weeks that are coming up, right? You cannot give someone a suspension, but then go no play finals, have your off season, come back next year and just take it there. Just take it there. It just opens up a massive massive can of worms. The NRL just find a way to make themselves look fucking stupid all the time. Just, you think they're sort of on the right track with it. They just do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Why? disappointing so funny but um i even do you want to know actually we'll go into this a little bit more what really pissed me off about the may situation was like that kind of pissed me off and then i got a friend one of the cowboys fans his like second team is the panthers like he loves the panthers i don't know why i don't know where it's come from and he was going on about oh like i don't think it's that bad like what the nrl did which like pissed me off and then for their game against the eels i put a multi together which was I was like, Panthers to win, uh, Tyler May to score a try, and James Fisher-Harris to score a try. And Fisher-Harris crossed. And my mates messaged, I messaged him, I was like, wait, I called him like five minutes before the game, I was like, I think Fisher-Harris, I got this feeling that Fisher-Harris is going to score, you should hop on it. Why I put May in there as well, I have no idea, but I packaged it in there. It was like, before a game, it was a rush decision, I choked, I put, I put an extra player in there with Harris. It was, I can't even remember what it was paying, but it was something ridiculous. And I put like 20 bucks on it too. Oh, <laughs> and when Fisher Harris crossed, my mate's messaging me like, you're fucking joking. And um, Just yeah. Just especially with the way that like Taylor May was scoring tries this year. Well, it was that and I was like, there's no way Taylor May doesn't score. Like, there's no way after getting off with this, like, it'll just be perfect for the NRL to have more people in the comment section going, fuck you, NRL. <laughs> just have him cross for a try. Um the amount of times that I've had a multi on, like for the Penrith game, and I'll pick May to score, but it will be they'll go Brian's edge or night. Yeah. Brian's for an any time, and they always go the other side. This is the thing about Brian Toto. I always feel like he's one of the most dangerous players to pick for a try. He does so much good work, but I just feel like every time I bet on him, he does not score. No, he doesn't. Um, but he this year anyway. but Tom May, he just. 10 in the bin plus went off it would like definitely like i think there was like six minutes to go and i was just sitting there like looking at this james fisher harris green tick and i was like you fucking idiot what have i done um anyway uh let's move into a little bit of your uh your roosters fandom um what is your i asked you to come up with a few things so the first one is um what's your all-time roosters 17 this was hard this was very hard to do. Like, okay. I know what it's like supporting a very talented club with a lot of history. Yeah. Successful? We have six premierships. I think I think we're in double digits. No, but I think... Uh, actually, are the Broncos still the most capped side, like the most premierships since they entered the comp? I think they might be. Unless Mel... I don't know. Melbourne hasn't passed them. So I think... I think since the Broncos have entered the comp, we still have the most premierships. Well, anyway, anyway, anyway continue. What's your, what's your all-time side? <laughs> okay, so my all-time uh, fullback was Tedesco. I think that was a given. Yeah. Um, my wingers was Minicello because I put Minicello in there as well. And if Tedesco's playing fullback, I put Minicello on, um, on a wing. Um, and I went Daniel Tupo. He's just... Yep. Um, Hardball, just the way he's been playing ever since he came into the Roosters. He's been killing it. 
Um, I, sorry, I just want to say, Tupo may be one of the most underrated players of all time. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Like, just his kick returns as well. Like, he's always a mm-hmm. fan of the high ball, but his kick returns are just like... If you were to look at him, you'd be like, oh, okay, he's not going to... He's got a little bit about him. Yeah. Coming out of there in half. He's not Corey Oates, but he's got a bit about him. <laughs> um, okay, centers lose Joey Manu. I chose Kenny Dow. Sean Kenny Dow. You're fucking... <laughs> What's wrong with that? Well, okay, well, let's just talk about the fact that Latrell Mitchell is the best left center you've ever had. <laughs> and he won you a premiership, so that's disrespectful. And he doesn't have two... Pre- no, he doesn't have two. He's just got the one, hey. Kenny Dow, uh, Kenny, Kenny Dow threw the intercept to Darius Boyd that semi-final. He did. He did do that. But he played more wing than he did center, right? Yeah. Well, on in my notes, I've got Kenny Dow slash the troll. You know, Justin Hodges also played for the Roosters. He did. <laughs> that didn't, didn't cross my mind, but I thought... <laughs> so you've pissed me off in two ways. I did. <laughs> also for the reason. All right, okay. move on. Okay, six, Brad Fittler. Yeah. Uh, halfback. This one was hard because I have always been a Mitchell Pierce fan. Always been a Mitchell Pierce fan. And then I was filthy when they let him go to get Cooper Croft. I know, that's, that's a big statement. I was so disappointed. I was like, oh, no. why, why are you doing that? But oh, no, wait. Latrell did win two premierships with the Roosters. Yeah, the back-to-back. The back-to-back. Oh, you're so disrespectful, dude. That's... <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Your ratings are just going. <laughs> um, I'm in the so red zone wrote, right now. <laughs> I wrote I wrote Kronk slash Pierce as well. you got to make a decision. Kronk. I'm going Kronk. Fair enough. Basically. Yeah. Like, imagine that combo of Brad Fittler and Cooper Croft. Yeah, it's nice. Forward pack is this is sorry, just to mention Cooper Cronk, one of the all time tough performances going out and playing in that second one. Oh, yeah, that's oh. if you weren't a fan of Cooper Cronk, you were up in that game, absolutely. And especially, like I said before, with my how filthy I was when they let Pierce go and he comes out and plays with one arm when it's a Tom, that was that, that made it so much. <laughs> um, okay, forward pack, this is I reckon. This is where it gets tough. My front row is Artie Beetson. Had to. Adrian Morley. Yep. Booker is Jakey Friend. Mm-hmm. And then the back row is Boyd, Boyd Cordner, Craig Fitzgibbon, and Luke Rickardson. I like it. Did did James Fish... Uh, sorry, not James Fish-Harris. Um, Hargreaves. Did Hargreaves ever come into your mind at all? He's on my bench. He's definitely in the Oh, okay. Sweet. But I first, I wrote Artie's name down first, and then I got to the other prop, and I wrote Jared's name, and I had um, Morley on the bench, but I switched it. That's fair enough. Oh, Morley just died. And then <clears throat> my bench is Mitch Alderson. You have to have him. One of the greats. If you didn't actually put him there, I was going to flip my laptop. Because <laughs> I knew you weren't going to pick Latrell. You... <laughs> <laughs> Should have put Alderson in starting center. You should. I thought that's what you were gonna do. I was sitting there. I did, I did think of Ryan Cross as well. Oh yeah, just 
I would have actually would have pissed me off less if you put Orbo there at center instead of fucking Kenny Dow. Anyway. That's the best. Okay, <laughs> bench. Mitch Orbison. Jared. Sonny Bill. Yeah, huge. Had to have Sonny in there. And the last spot I took, I was on this for ages, and I ended up choosing Victor Radley. You like Victor? I'm a big Victor. Yeah. I love that that pass he had over the top a few weeks back. It like we're just like it was like straight up in the air. It like got over to the oh, was that against the Titans? I'm trying to think who it was against. I remember seeing that and I was like, what in the hell was that? He's just so there's a lot of guys that I'm concerned are gonna medically retire early. And he's one of those guys, but he's so much fun to watch, hey, just head first into every tackle and then can run so hard, but has just the nice hands about him. And yeah, he's yeah, he's a beast in defense. But what I was just about to say was, I saw something on Facebook yesterday. Apparently, they're thinking of putting Victor and Hargreaves into an anger management like <laughs> over the off season. I thought it was just a joke. put him put him in detention, put him on the red seat. Then, <laughs> like, as, as you're becoming a teacher, what would you do with them? That's alright. Let the boys play. <laughs> Don't worry, man. Um, but yeah, that was actually that was hard to pick my all time because like the amount of players that have played for um, the Roosters. But, no, I, I think you nailed ninety five percent of it. Yeah, Kenny Dow was first. <laughs> all right, my next question is, uh, oh, what was it going to be? Oh yeah, if you could add one current NRL player uh, to your side next year, who would you add? Pick at anyone. I think I would go Cleary, Nathan Cleary. You wouldn't take Latrell back. No. Fair enough. He's had his time. He could have stayed. Could have stayed. I'm waiting. So you're the second person I've, I asked Matt Gilbert this, this last week about uh, for his Canberra Raiders, and he picked Cleary as well. When I threw the question out there, I was like, he's probably going to pick Cleary. Yeah, I think, like, no disrespect to Walker, but I think um, we struggled a fair bit this year, like halves-wise, like I said before, like that combination between Kiri and Walker. And, I mean, Kiri's been there for ages, so I think his running game with Cleary would be amazing. Yeah. And I think, yeah, kicking game as well, that's another area where I think the Roosters struggled a bit this year. Was there a close second? No. I think, when you told me that question, I think, yeah, Cleary was the first person I thought of. Because I think forward pack-wise, they were pretty good and, like, the depth. Oh, hell on. I lost you. Just talk for a second. Can you hear me? That, that working? Yeah, yeah, that's working. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay, sweet. Um, but yeah, I think like with the talent they got in that outside back, so you can put like um, Dooley or like Manu off the back of like yeah i'm wondering if there's a team like if i was to have a fan on 
how long I'd have to go before I got to someone that didn't pick Cleary. I wouldn't pick Cleary for the for the Broncos. Um, Why is that? Uh, well, for starters, I think the Broncos are lacking a little bit. Of, obviously, you you go for a Sydney-based club. I think the Broncos are lacking a little bit of Queenslander in them. I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, my favorite time supporting, the, well, growing up supporting the Broncos, I was used to having eight players gone playing for Queensland. Um, and I wouldn't mind that back. I'd probably pick Munster, personally. Um, that would be, that'd be a deadly... Yeah, absolutely. But like, even like, you could pick Cleary because I don't know how long Reynolds has in him. Like, it kind of feels like we've just picked up. Um, oh, what's his name from the Tigers, the halfback? Yeah, we just picked up Madden, and I think that's like a lot of people. I'm seeing the comments being like, "Oh, this is great. He's going to learn under Adam Reynolds," and which is all true. But I also think it's Adam Reynolds' insurance because we've always we lost Tyson Gamble to Newcastle. And there's just a good chance that Reynolds misses a quarter to half of a season. Yeah, big time. So Cleary, Cleary obviously would be nice, but I just I like Cameron Munster and yeah. But I think yeah, if even if if I was to say someone else other than Cleary, I think maybe I'd almost go either like Harry Grant or Damien Cook. Yeah. Like I, I mean, obviously, I haven't seen how the cheese is going to go next year. That I feel like if I keep cheese, but I think I, I don't mind cheese playing lock. Yeah. Well, it's funny because me and um, me and Zach were talking about it the other day because him being a Titan supporter, <laughs> he's um, yeah, I know, it's funny. Him being a Titan supporter, he like rates the Beryl signing. Yeah, he, he should. Like, oh yeah. He was saying how he reckons now the cheese is more suited to like a lock or prop. Because I mean, he's played a lot more footy there now since Harry Grant's sort of secured that nine roll at the storm. Yeah. And he was saying, yeah, he reckons that the cheese is more of a, more of a lock and they should have kept the barrel. But the year before that, when Harry Grant was going through all his injuries, yeah. um, Brandon Smith dropped a bunch of weight and he played like he was the best number nine in the world. And then obviously this season he knew he wasn't going to play as much nine, put on a bit of weight again. So I think I don't actually think that'll be much of an issue come next season. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty keen to see how he he goes in series. Like him, like his personality with guys like Victor and <laughs> Angus Crichton and like Jared. That'd just be like a. Oh. It's going to be on. I'm so keen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, man. Well, this has been fun. Uh, I did ask for a Matt's multi. Um, what's your multi for this weekend? Have you come up with one? I have. I have. I actually have a doozy one. But you, you go yours. Okay. I've sort of, I've got like three legs for each game. Okay. So I've got like just a single one for each game. Um, so for the Eels Canberra, I think Canberra is a huge chance. Mm-hmm. I, I rate that, and the line at the moment is six and a half. So I think Raiders are the six and a half starts, pretty solid. So I rate that. Um, anytime, Sevo, you got to have Sevo in there. Mm-hmm. And also Hudson Young for Canberra, Smokey for the for the Aldi team. Yep. So that's my multi. What's that paying? Um, that is paying. I just got rid of. 
is pain. Those three leagues are 950. That's not bad. I rate that. That's pretty good. Um, and then for the Sharks game, I want the Sharks to win. So I either just take Sharks head to head, or I think it'll be close. I think both games are going to be very close. So you could probably take one to twelve as well. Um, so I'm going to take Sharks head to head. You have to have Alex Johnson in there. I think any time you put a multi on with against South, you're going to have Johnson in there any time. That just dude. he's he's the modern day Corey Oates. Back in the day, you just always put Corey Oates as the as the first, any like either any time or first try scorer, and you're probably doing pretty well. Yeah. And I he's just like, another level of that. You could even go Alex Johnson for two. Yeah. Like I had I had one bet last week uh, for, or for the Roosters South game. There was a special and it was for seven bucks Johnson to score a try in each half at seven dollars. Oh. I had twenty on that. He scored the first try and yeah. first try in the second half as well. That's awesome. That's easy. Um but yeah, uh, Sharks head to head into Alex Johnston anytime and then into Jesse Ramian. And what's that paying? 750. I don't mind that. Are you ready for mine? Okay, here we go. This will be good. <laughs> so this is it's a four legger uh, over both games. I've gone I've also gone Canberra to win, but I've just gone a flat win. Yeah. With Hudson Young to score. And I've gone Souths to win over the Sharks with Latrell to score. That's paying $20. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. That's good. That's, That's not bad, is it? I don't mind that. Yeah. I don't mind. So I put a, a little 20 on that. Yeah, I don't actually mind who wins out of the South Cronella game. I think whoever comes out of that one is who I want to win the Premiership. Um, or Canberra. Canberra would be just exciting. Um, I think, um, if it, yeah, other than the Cowboys, I think I'd like to see the Sharks win. Yeah. But it would be the stories that would come out of if, like, Canberra. Were imagine if Canberra won the comp. They come through, they've just knocked out Melbourne. They're going to put, like, imagine if they put, like, 40 on Parramatta on Saturday. Then they come out and smash, what, the Cowboys at home. Yeah, I, I don't... Imagine having to go up to North Queensland to versus the Cowboys right now, who are just like such a solid side. I think it's going to be tough. I think that I think the Cowboys make it through to the grand final. I think the most likely upset, maybe not. I don't know. I think South, if they came up against the Panthers, would have a little bit of confidence against them. Well, that game that they played was like a month ago now. Yeah, and I think they was it the game that um, Jackson Paulo had like a couple. Like big errors and they lost. Oh yeah, he dropped yeah. the high ball like just before full time. Yeah, and then um, Penrith scored. Like, they yeah, I know. They yeah, very obviously, but like, it's. And I, I think the Souths are just kind of peaking at the right time, and I don't think Latrell's really scared of anyone. Yeah. Um, he's not really scared of that moment either, and neither's Cody Walker. Like Cody Walker in the grand final throws the intercept and then scores like three minutes later. Um, he's the kind. Of, he's the kind of guy. Like they're the players that you want against the Panthers side. That like, obviously, I think the only way to beat the Panthers is to rattle them a little bit, and they're the sort of players that could maybe do that. Yeah, I 
think will will Penrith play at home for that game, or do they take it to another stadium? I don't know. For that game, I'm not sure. If it, were, if it were to be at Penrith, then I think it would be Penrith definitely because they're playing at their Penrith home game. Yeah. Oh, I'm just dre- it's looking more and more likely that it's going to be a Panthers Cowboys grand final, and that's just like the only final I don't want. It's crazy, like I in my like heart, how much I don't want. If it wasn't for my two mates, like I feel like it'd be like Broncos one A, Cowboys like just underneath them. But these guys have just made me hate them so much. I'd probably go for the Panthers. <laughs> my life, my life will just suck if the Cowboys win the comp. So <laughs> anyway, hey man, this has been fun. Oh, were you gonna say something? I was about to say, um, the have you seen the Kiwi team for the World Cup? That came out, or like so. I saw it drop today. I haven't gotten to look at it yet. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. No, they um, I actually I was thinking when I saw it, it'd be fun to do a little podcast before the World Cup starts. Um, do you think their forward pack's better than ours? Look, no, I think you could pick anyone. I haven't actually seen it. Can I just uh, let me look at it up? Because, but I'm just like thinking of all the key. Uh, is everyone in? Like, is there any big outs? Um, not that I know of. Like, there's a lot of players that you just expect. Um, I think the like in a bar posted it. Yeah, getting it up too. Yeah. It's like it's pretty stacked. Nelson, Jesse, Kenny, James Fisher, Harris, Hamlin, Ueli. Yep. See, this is the thing, man. I actually... Leota. Like, who's even their starting front row is going to be? Well... You just go the Panthers, boys? They'd be in there. I think... Well, I know Jared's not going to get a run until... Because he, he got suspended for three games after Sunday's game. Does that go into the World Cup? So he misses the first game? Yeah. Apparently, the Roosters were, like, hoping that he got picked because then he misses... He deserves the suspension in the World Cup, and then he's free to play round one. Yeah, right. But I think, yeah, you have Fisher-Harris in there. You'll have Isaiah Papali in there on an edge, I think. You'd have probably Moses Leota as the other starting prop, to be honest. Yeah, you would. Dude, I actually reckon that their forward pack's better than ours. Really? Who's our front row is going to be? I would have said Payne Haas, but I don't know if he's is it, isn't he injured? So I, uh, oh yeah, he's got to have surgery. Yeah. Um, but even if he is playing, like, as a Bronco fan, I've always been pretty adamant that James Fisher Harris is the best prop in the comp. And then, wait, is Tarpane playing for the? Yeah, he's in there. He's in the squad. So you got two guys that might be better than Payne Haas. Well, you'd have. Will Tarpane will tar- will tar- be the, the thirteen? Or, the f- or will they play him at front row as well? Who's that, sorry? Tarpane. Yeah. Sure, I'll, maybe you play 13. This is the thing, man. They're stacked. Like, they they might have three or four front rowers better than our best front rower. If Payne Haas isn't playing. Yeah, true. And I think um, Josh probably is going to play for Samoa, I think. Is he? I think so. And then so, and they got Isaiah Papali, 
in a second row. Like he he could be the best second rower in the comp. Does he go to the Tigers next year? Angus Crichton's good though. Yeah, I feel like you'll have Cameron Murray in there. You'll have Pat Carrigan probably lurking in there as well. I reckon. Yo will be in there. Paddy Carrigan might have to play prop. Yeah, I'm gonna say you have him on the edge, maybe. Yeah, but you'd would you have Cam Murray on an edge then instead of at lock? And you have Carrigan and because Carrigan, I don't see Carrigan or Yo playing on an edge where Cam Murray can kind of. Yeah, true. Mix and match. You've got Hudson Young possibly getting picked. You've got apparently Matt Lodge was in consideration. How? Bro, the the Kiwis the Kiwis forward pack is better than ours. This is the thing. Who do you pick a hooker? Grant or Cook? Uh, Grant. Here you go. No, I'd actually pick Ben Hunt. I'd pick Ben Hunt, and I'd take. Do you take two hookers, or do you then put like a Nico Hines on the bench? I don't know. Maybe they're picking Matt Burden as well. Got him. There's, there's he'd be a great for, he'd be a great fourteen. Hey, just come on for a bit, just run him up. But I mean, he's never really had. But then look at the way Jack Whiten's playing right now. Yeah. See, so, yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> Connor. Is Orbo still putting his hand up? Or I reckon he'd be do, he'd be doing some sprints at home. I reckon. Though. Absolutely. He'd just be like he'd have his phone sitting there waiting for just think. Just in case. And if he doesn't get the call, he's completely fine with it. <laughs> like, he's so content. He'll just work until the next one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm worried about this Kiwi side, man. And you got Brandon Smith. Like, will Smith be the nine? Sean Johnson's in the squad. I wonder if he gets a run. Dylan Brown will be starting six, for sure. Yeah, and then Jerome Hughes is probably the seven. Be starting, both of them. Hey. Brown. The starting halves will be Dylan Brown and Jerome Hughes. Yeah, Sean Johnson's just there as like a. I'm a big Sean Johnson fan, but he's probably just there as insurance. Yeah, they'll, they'll, most of those boys there will probably be there. Like, oh. and then like I mean, Joey Manu will probably be the fullback, right? Sure. You got guys like Peter Hicku. Like Peter Hicku just was awesome on the weekend. Yeah. Like he, this season, he's played like one of the top centers in the comp. I don't know, man. I think Australia's going to be worried about the Kiwis. Their forward pack is definitely better than ours, though. Yeah. Like a thousand percent. And then, you know, we obviously have some pretty good backs, but I mean, Joey Manu on his day is the best center in the world. Might be the best fullback in the world. Or best six. Could be the best six in the world. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be a good World Cup, because you've got, like, Tonga will be stacked, Samoa will be stacked. You'll all have, always have the Kiwis and Australia are up there. And See, that's who um, England pick. Yeah, but that's the thing though. Like, imagine if the Tongan, those guys didn't like defer to Tonga, then you throw Lolo into this New Zealand forward pack as well. Oh yeah, it's like, disgusting. You, I remember, I remember growing up and like watching World Cups and stuff, and you just always know it's going to be um, like an Australia New Zealand final. Like it, it always ends up. You had the occasional where one of them might choke and it'd be like England in the final. Yeah. Like, this World Cup this year, it's like, you, it could go anywhere. You never know. Yeah. I think New Zealand should be favourites. You reckon there's a price out? Oh, let's look quickly. 
I can edit it so we actually don't have to look that quickly. Australia's a dollar forty favorite. This is on sports better. What's New Zealand? Second favorite at five fifty. <laughs> then you've got England at eight fifty, China thirteen, Samoa twenty six, Fiji fifty one. I don't think anyone else can win outside of New Zealand and Australia. Um, like if a team upsets one of those teams in the in the semis, I don't see you being able to. That's going to take a lot. I don't see you being able to do that twice in a row, beating New Zealand into Australia. But um, New Zealand, at, New Zealand at five dollars something. That's I don't know. Got a bonus bet there. Just throw that up. Yeah. Anyways, mate, this has been fun. Thank you for hopping on. My pleasure. Thank you for asking. No, nah, what an honour, man. <laughs> no, nah, it's been good. Cheers, mate. Huge shout out to Matt Hurley for jumping on the podcast. That was a lot of fun. I told them we'd talk for tried and 15 minutes. It was almost an hour. So, uh, but that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, now we're going to move on to Matty Gilbert. But you oh, can yeah. hear me okay, mate? Yeah, yeah I can hear you all good. Can you hear me all good? Yeah, I've got you fine. Okay. So this is working. It's just not the, uh, the headphones. You don't have you don't have the look, mate. You don't have the podcast look without the headphones. No, I know. That's all yeah. it really is, to be honest. <laughs> it's important. It's important. All righty. Maddie, thank you for hopping on at such short notice. No worries. Happy to do it. <laughs> no, I was meant to have I was meant to be hopping on a podcast myself today. I got I got asked onto another one. Yeah. And stuff, and I was hoping to just kind of I was gonna make that my podcast for the week and uh get the audio for that but um no it fell through so i was like oh what am i gonna do for this week and shot some messages around so with your raiders going so well on the weekend i thought i should just call you back in mate i'm happy to be the fullback i had fun <laughs> last week i think you said last week that i needed to finish higher than top four to get a start again next year and it's the next week and i'm already back on mate so did, i look back at the tape and you did pretty well and i was just like ah, oh, i guess i'll bring him back <laughs> yeah give him another go <laughs> Happy um, days. but hey let's get straight into it your uh your yeah. camp raiders they they dusted off the melbourne storm so good it's funny mate like after chatting with you last week i had a few mates that listened to the podcast and they're like man you, you're just not giving the raiders enough credit i thought i was a little bit negative so I was confident a little bit for that, but no, they were great. They were yeah. awesome. It's funny that you say that because yeah. I, I went back and like just to put out a little bit of content to, just to promote the podcast. I was like, Matt, I feel like I was more positive about the camera than Matt <laughs> yeah. was. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I did say that like we played a lot better in attack like the two weeks prior, but, yeah. I, but it was also the fact that it was mainly in Tigers that we played that I just didn't know how much we could take away from it. But yeah, I was so impressed with how we played. I thought it was a great game. Um, yeah, yeah, really good. It got to twenty minutes to go, and I think Melbourne were just up still. Yeah, and I was kind of like, it was close, but they were just up, and I was like, in Melbourne Storm fashion, they're probably going to get away with this one. That was probably the most pleasing thing, I reckon, because at the start we obviously were defending for like the first ten minutes, um, scored a try against run a play, like had a pretty good sort of first half on the back end of that but then yeah like you said in the first bit of the second half Melbourne sort of were coming back and getting in front you sort of think oh here we go but we just stuck in we just stuck in and um yeah stayed in it and you know got the W so it's tough yeah yeah well I I was thinking about this the whole weekend um especially after watching that Canberra game seeing Canberra come out on top 
And then obviously seeing the Panthers, the way they played, there's probably, there's two ways you want to go into a finals. And I think this is at any sort of level of sport, like whether you play in like D grade, social touch, or playing professional sport at the highest level. I think there's two things you want to be when you go into the finals. You either want to be like, you kind of know you're the most talented side without being arrogant, but you know, you're very confident in your ability and, and whatnot. And then I think the other thing you want to be is maybe that team that, like Canberra kind of just snuck into the eight. No one's really given them any sort of a chance, but they obviously, when you look at the squad, highly talented forward pack, you've got two, two halves that can, I mean, Jack White and on his day is one of the best five eights in the comp. And then a back five that are, there's a bit of X factor in that back five. So there's no reason why the Canberra Raiders couldn't upset anyone. And yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. There's no pressure on them, right? They can just go and, and play for sure, for sure, and we play really unorthodox sort of footy as well. Which I think, if you if you're winning games and you've got a bit of momentum, that can really work for you. Like we're not super structured. Like it's not like we attack in one area. Um, you know, we we just sort of throw the ball around, and that can sort of throw out some of the more structured teams. And yeah, and and, and on the back of like winning games sort of more recently and just being full of confidence, it can definitely work. So I've totally changed my tune. I'm literally like gone from yeah, I'm not sure to booking grand final tickets. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so like obviously I was I was rattling off some reasons why I think the Canberrays are pretty good. You also, just before we get into any further, Joseph Tapine or Tapine, I, I don't actually yeah. know I meant to say the last name. Everyone says yeah. it differently. But yeah. um, I went back and obviously watched the game, but then today when I was going to have you on, I was like, oh, let me just go look at some of the stats. And I had a look at his. And let me read these out real quick. 20 hit-ups. 216 meters, 70 post-contact meters, six tackle breaks, three line break assists, one try assist. And one of my favorite stats is the, is the play the ball speed. I'm a bit of a Cam Murray fan. Yeah. Yeah. His play the ball speed was the quickest on the team, tied with Jack Whiten. So 2.9. And so you go, that guy's doing all that work through the middle. And then he's also, I mean, the his ability with the ball, like setting up other people and just creating space for others and stuff. And then he's still playing the ball at 2.9 seconds. He makes him a tough yeah, cover in the middle. That's crazy. Like, that's the only stat I didn't know from the weekend that you just rattled off. I didn't know he was playing the ball that quickly. I didn't know he was in the mix for, yeah, quickest play the ball. But those other stats that you rattle off, like he was playing like a halfback in that first half. Like when we defended for the first 10 minutes and then Tomoko scored that awesome try where he fended uh, Munster off a couple of times. Like that was literally just an offload from Tapanay for White and to go through. Yeah, like you said, that try assist to Elliot Whitehead was, you know, halfback worthy. Yeah. Yeah, he literally, he literally like all the raids over the weekend and rightly so was about Cleary because his performance was dead set 10 out of 10. Like his kicking game, especially was just next level. But like Tapanay was a very, very close second. Like he was literally playing like a halfback. He was playing like a world-class halfback and a world-class prop rolled into one. Yeah. All the work of a prop. And then, like you said, three line break assists, try assists, all that sort of stuff. It's He's so important to us at the moment. I reckon he literally just added a couple hundred grand to his contract negotiations for the come November. Oh. So hopefully we can hold on to him. Easily. No, uh, yeah. I, I, I've always really liked Jack Whiten. Um, but yeah, just over the last couple of seasons, I, I've really started to like Tapanay a lot. And um, yeah. I, was, I was talking to a mate. I mean, watching the, um, the South's uh, Roosters game. Did you watch that one? Yeah. 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 Of course. Just chaos. It was just chaos. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I think, I think we're in a group. Yeah, we're in a group chat. Oh, we? yeah. Just saying, yeah, this is madness. Like, it's yeah. madness. But um, yeah. 
you know, I, I was kind of talking to a mate about that game and I, I kind of was had my hesitancy about whether the Broncos, if the Broncos did make the top eight, could they match the level of intensity of whether you thought that was a good game or a bad game, the intensity level was obviously super, super high. And, yeah. uh, and I was, and we just kind of started talking about the Broncos and there feels like a little bit of a, like everyone's just decided that Payne Haas is the prop in the NRL. Yeah. Um, and maybe, maybe him putting that million dollar price tag on himself has made people go, Oh, well have now like maybe got off him a little bit. But there yeah. was this idea that he was the most talented front rower. And I've actually never, as a Broncos fan, I've never actually felt like he was the best prop in the game. Yeah, I've always felt like it's um, James Fisher-Harris from the Panthers. Yeah, yep. But then yep. for a guy like Tapanay to come out in the first round of the finals and play that way against a Melbourne Storm side that has a great forward pack, um, he's kind of putting his hand up, hey? I, th- I reckon he's, he's taken that mantle. It's funny, I've, I've spoken about this to a few mates over the years. Like, I reckon that's the term that's thrown around the most than any other in rugby league, like the best prop in the game. Yeah. But there's been times where it was like, you know, Jesse Bromwich was a shoe-in and then it was like, you know, James Graham and Sam Burgess. And like, it's, it's always thrown around who's the best prop in the game. And I feel like it changes sort of every sort of half year. But I, I was probably in agreement about Payne Haas, like leading in, into this year, I think. You know, especially when the Broncos were struggling and, you know, he was obviously always putting his hand up and doing a lot of work. And he was scoring tries from like, you know, 45 metres out sometimes, just doing things that, you know, props don't usually do, beating fullback, beating the fullback one-on-one and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think he's probably regressed a little bit. Everyone's gone off him slightly with him, you know, coming out about the whole contract thing around Origin and um, especially given how you guys were going, like it's not the time to be coming out and sort of stamping your feet about, sort of a million dollars the way Brisbane were going, like risk and disrupting that, risk, risk and disrupting origin. And on the back of Pat Carrigan this year, like, yeah, I think Carrigan's form has probably taken a few hundred grand off Hass's asking price as well because I don't, think, I don't think he's even the most important forward for you guys anymore. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I, it, it's, the Payne Haas thing is tough when we, like, we upgraded his contract without even extending him. And so usually if yeah. you after a player like that, you'd like them to at least, I don't know, play out the rest of that contract and then and then start making discussions and stuff. But he's obviously, the uh, this is my opinion on Payne Haas is, uh, I think talent-wise, he's probably the most talented prop in the comp. But there's yeah. just kind of something that when, there's, a, there's another level to being a prop. And I, I heard, uh, it was Paul Kent talking about um, Hardgreaves from the Roosters. How yep. he was the last one to leave the field at halftime. Stood I heard with that. All of his players, yeah. like yep. like that kind of enforcer role, and and you know, Painhart is obviously this physical specimen and whatever else. But there's just this like there's an attitude to it, and you know, James Fisher Harris. He used to be kind of a guy that was pretty rough around the edges and wasn't yep. a very polished player, but he wasn't really a guy you wanted to fuck with too much. Absolutely. But now he's kind of like this polished player that, you know, you still wouldn't, I don't know. There's just, there's an aura around props and I don't get the same aura around Payne Haas as I do with James Fisher-Harris. Um, yeah. I don't get that with, with Tapene either. Um, that kind of James Fisher-Harris. Uh, style thing. Nice. And that's kind of what yeah. I want from my props. So for me personally, I've always been a big, I think James Fisher-Harris is the best prop in the game. And I still think yeah. that, but those guys like Tapene, 
Payne Haas. This kind of new, or well, I mean, I guess James Fisher Harris is still the new breed of prop, but um, yeah, these guys that are just highly skilled, great footwork. I mean, yeah. even James Fisher Harris, he had that little the left foot step into the the flick pass. That's it. Um, so, but it's fun. I mean, there's a lot of really great front rowers, and I think Tapanay is kind of putting his hand up. For um, sure. But when, but when you talk about the enforcer, like I don't even reckon we could rattle off five that could genuinely like say that they're in that capacity. Like I think James Fisher Harris is the pinnacle because you saw Jared Warrior Hargraves on the weekend. Like he he is in that role, but he took it way too far and there was no footy yeah. played. And yeah, that was probably way over the line. And I think there was a few things written about it this week where a lot of people are waiting for Cody Walker and Latrell to lose their head. And it was, you know, Warrior Hargraves and um and Radley you know, far more than, than those guys losing their head. But yeah, I think James Fisher-Harris, absolutely, like he's the pinnacle of that kind of front roller. You know, like he, he doesn't go over the line. Um, he's absolutely intimidating. <laughs> no one's going to go near him. Um, no one's going to choose to run at him. You know, let's just say that. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, who, who else would you even put in that mould? I can't even think of... I'm trying to think other sides and who else should even throw in that real enforcer mould. Like, it's so much more these days about, like you said, that late footwork... Yeah, you know, big big motor style guys that get put up on a pedestal. It's certainly a dying breed. I think uh, Big Nelson from Melbourne, he kind of brings yeah, that's a really good there. point. The Bromwich yeah, brothers a have point. a little bit about them, but um, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where. I mean, I hate to bring this back to the Broncos, but like, I don't. Want, it's you've got to be really really tough to play the game of rugby league, but then there's yep. levels of toughness on top of that, and yep. it's like. I think there is, like, you might go to Peen or, oh, so Tapané or um, Payne Haas. Like, you could easily argue that they're the best front row in the comp and you couldn't, you couldn't tell that person that they're wrong. Yeah. But then there is that just, like, it feels like it's important to have a guy like Nelson or a, or a Wera Hargreaves that brings the, an edge to your team. And they're not yeah. as skilled. They're not as, they're not as good. They're not as good a player, but they just bring... Yeah edge and um yeah i don't know yeah and i guess you don't have to be yeah you don't have to be sort of you know barking and in the niggle and all that sort of stuff to be that enforcer like papa lee was probably that for us for a fair few years there like he's you know he, he's still immense like he, he's, he's been a little bit probably more inconsistent recently but he was pretty yeah, awesome on the weekend though oh on the weekend he was next level especially when tapenay was off like tapenay played i think the majority of the first half if not the whole first half and then it was really important when Papali came back on for, you know, his for you know twenty minutes in that second half to be immense, and it was insane. I think he had nine tackle busts or something by the end of the game, one hundred and seventy running meters as well. So mm. he's obviously a bit of a forgotten man now because Tapanay's going so well. But I think if you go back previously, like um, you know, he was known to be pretty handy with his fists and obviously a really big body and a bit of an enforcer. I didn't have to be in the um you know sledging or anything but still probably seen as that kind of a I think you've got a few, I think you've got a few enforcer type forwards in your in your pack anyway that Tapane yeah. maybe doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um but yeah so well, I just can't believe we're in the we're in the six teams left mate. Like if you Yeah and it's crazy like this will be if if we get through para and it doesn't feel like this just based on how we've played the last sort of two years or 18 months, but this will be our third prelim in four years. And you say it like that and you think, yeah, wow, like the Raiders have been one of the most dominant teams over the last four years, but it doesn't feel like that given 
no, sneaking no. in this year and obviously a pretty ordinary year last year, you sort of think, oh, well, it doesn't feel like that. But that'd be a huge achievement for us if we got, got through para. That's, that's a massive stat. That is. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's kind of why I wanted to start this this um, this segment of like just bringing on someone that is really dedicated to their footy team because I've heard yeah. I've heard even um, oh I don't know how much American sports you listen to but I listened to this one American podcaster Ryan Rosillo used to work for ESPN and he yeah. always talks about how you know he might give a little bit of a take about a bit of a fringe franchise like say like the Charlotte the Charlotte Hornets something like that. Yeah, and he'll have a bunch of Hornets fans write in like, "Oh, you you said this, this was wrong, blah 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 blah." And he's like, kind of admittedly, he's like, "This is my job." He's like, "The reality is, is I watch a lot of basketball, but I am going to focus on those top tier teams more than the other ones because they're the ones that are the most important." A fan that watches every minute of their team play every single week is actually going to probably have a better grasp on you know, their team, then that person has to dissect all other teams in the league. Yeah, Um, That was a fun thing that I wanted to do with this segment is like, oh, cool. I can bring someone in that watches their team play week in and week out. And yeah. And you notice that. It's so true because I I love footy, obviously, and I watch a lot of footy. But when the Raiders are playing, you know, I'm watching every single step on that field and just analyzing everything about it and, watching the presser afterwards and going back and watching the KO mini after I've just watched the full game and, you know, just random things like that that you do when it's your team. But obviously I watch a heap of other footy, um, but yeah, certainly not as in as intently. So it's absolutely right. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like, as you were saying, so you've got, you got the Panthers this week. Then if uh, you, para. sorry, I'm sorry. Pa- uh, um, yeah. para. What I was yeah. going to say was, you guys have kind of ended up on the, the nice side of the draw because you get para, and then if you get through para, you don't have to verse the Panthers. You get to verse the Cowboys. That's it. Um, and and it, would, it would have been even better too if the Sharks got up, which they should have, because obviously a big trip to Townsville is different than sort of driving up the highway to Sydney. So Sharks had got up, it would have been even easier, even though like not saying that Sharks are an easier um, opposition than the Cows, but... It would have been because points bet isn't big enough for a prelim, so it would have been essentially a neutral ground against the Sharks just up the road if we yeah. got through Para versus going to Townsville, and there'll be not many Raiders fans up there. Obviously, just you know, twenty five thousand screaming North Queensland people, pretty much up there. But yeah, yeah, the Cowboys have stumbled into quite a great spot that they're in right now. But um, yeah. I feel like every Raiders fan's got to be pretty confident against the Eels. Yeah, yeah, I think I think um, it was more, yeah, just on the back of how we played. Like, I think the Eels were still probably much better versus Penrith than people were giving them credit for. Like, obviously Moses going down was a big thing in that game, and they've been so good oh, this year when they lame, when like, they as well. Yeah, yeah. So when they've turned when they've turned it on, like I know they've been inconsistent all year, but when they turn it on, like they've been the team that looks probably the best. You know, especially up against Penrith. Um, you know, if you're talking about the whole competition, so. Like huge, yeah, huge, huge match, and and obviously, um, you know, that um, you know, Combank is obviously a big challenge as well. So I still think, yeah, I still think Para are deserved favourites, but like, yeah, just on the back of how we played last week, mate, it was unreal. Like it's um, we we like I said, we played for that for a couple of weeks beforehand, but then to do it against a pretty decent opposition, it's funny. Like Raiders don't usually get much credit, like you know, especially the, the New South Wales media, or the Sydney media, I should say, it's all about you know the city teams or, or the bigger teams 
and it's funny, like a lot of the footy shows and stuff I watched, it was straight away, oh, you know, Storm weren't playing well and poor Storm with their injuries. And I feel like, man, they had Grant, you know, Munster and sort of Brandon Smith and, um, yeah, all these all these stars, Jerome Hughes. You know, we, we, did, we did very well to get through them. No, yeah. I mean, the, the Melbourne Storm have obviously had like a bit of a, an average season. They haven't been able to actually find any sort of consistency. But there was, there was that one try uh, where the ball's gone, um, you know, obviously Harry Granite Hooker, giving it to Munster. He's straightened up, giving it to Hughes out the back. Then Hughes has tipped it along to the uh, – who did, did he throw it straight out to Coates or did he hit um, – did he hit someone? In yeah, I can't, I can't remember. I, I can't remember. But I remember just thinking, I was like, it's the, jammed in and... I was sitting there and I was yeah. like, it, it hit me when I was rewatching, when I was watching, I was like, this Canberra team's actually beaten a team that can actually go Harry Grant to Munster, who's got Nelson running a line for him. So then he, yeah. who then cuts it out to Xavier Coates, who's played Origin footy. Like yeah. it's, it's, yeah, they've had some injuries and stuff, but they're still a handy side. And, and going into it, people were saying that they thought, Melbourne could end up in the grand final still. So, yeah, yeah, and I thought that. I actually thought that. I know we spoke about it. Last yeah, we week did. You, you, you were talking about how much you enjoy watching them play because of that reason. So, um, yeah, it's a good, really, really good win for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. So, um, I guess just as a camera fan, got the eels this week. Then go, yep. go on, you got an easier game. You, like your bracket, your side of the bracket now is the easier route to the grand final because you don't have to go through the yeah. and and you're obviously feeling pretty good. But um, before we wrap this up, what's your uh, prediction for this game against the Eels? I know you don't, you're not on sports bet, but give me like a give me a, a score margin. All right, I'll say I'll say Raiders one to twelve. I don't think you can go like if I, if I'm going to back the Raiders, I think I'd be mad going, you know, thirteen plus. So I think Raiders one to twelve, um, and I might just say Hudson Young to continue on his try score ways. Hudson yeah. Young anytime try scorer because he's just he's just around the footy at the moment. I had a mate come up to watch the game um, from the Gold Coast on the weekend and he said something that I hadn't even really thought about. He's sort of like our John Bateman and I, and I thought we missed John Bateman so much when he went back to England. Just that real unorthodox play and Hudson Young has sort of assumed that role this year because he's just so unorthodox. He's, he's grubbed for himself and scored a couple of match winning tries through the year. He obviously just chased that kick from Whiten on the weekend. Yeah, he, he's he's making breaks, you know, from the opposition try line or from our own try line, sorry, and and, and running through and things like that. So, um, yeah, hopefully he just continues continues doing his thing. Nice. And who's the man of the match? Uh, man of the match. Oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give it to Tapanay for sure. Like I think if he if he plays <laughs> if he plays as well as he did last weekend, we're absolutely in put up for our eyeballs for sure. How good's the uh, the Canberra forward pack versus the Eels forward pack going to be? That's a fun massive, one. massive. Because I'd say that they probably deserve the title as, as the best forward pack, especially given you know how their edges are playing. Like Lane and Papalihi are immense, yeah. big guys up front. Um, yeah, Paulo and and Reg and Marnie's class, and you got Madison who's come off the bench after you throws bloody ten offloads a game. You know, so it's a, it's a great mix. It's a good forward pack. I'm not giving them the best forward pack. I think the Panthers have the best forward pack, personally. Yeah, um, yeah. Just those two front rowers, and then, you know, you got these yeah. edge forwards in Martin and Chick. It's Chikata true, it's so true, yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm quite a big um, Isaiah Yo fan, so. Um, yeah. Oh, he's insane. He's insane. Just kind of like to pee in that middle, Tapane, sorry, that middle forward that, um, 
can just kind of be that extra halfback. I, the the amount that he does for Nathan Cleary that doesn't actually come up in the stats for me, but where he can be that first receiver and it kind of just bends that that defensive line a little oh, bit. He can kind of absolutely. tip Cleary and Cleary's got all the time in the world for these kicks. And I saw some people saying that Cleary against the, like the Eels didn't put enough pressure on his kicking game. And I always feel that way, but I feel like the reason why he's so hard to contain is because of what, um, because of what uh, Isaiah Yo does just in terms of being that first receiver. Um, yeah. Kind of lays a platform for Cleary to just get a kickoff whenever he wants. And yeah. I mean, you look right. at someone like, sorry, you look at someone like Cleary who he might have the best kicking game in the comp. We also have over at the Broncos, we have Adam Reynolds, who's a pretty good kicker himself, but he was under pressure the entire year. And you kind yeah. of saw a year where his kicking game wasn't quite as good. And he didn't have as much room as what he did with the team like South, where he had someone like Cam Murray that, you know, can kind of be that extra person to to make it easier for him. But that's it. And the other thing that Yo does just so well is he just picks. He plays like eyes up footy, reads what the defense is doing, picks when to run and pass, just brilliantly. Like if there's nothing on, he'll never just pass when there's nothing on. He'll just he'll just take the hit up, get a yeah. quick play the ball off he goes, and then yeah. Like I think Matty Johns has said a bunch of times this year that he did set thinks he's the best player in the game. And like you said, if you looked at his stats, it wouldn't read like that, you know, stats-wise. Like he does so much that you can't that you can't read on on the back of stats. But he's just so important to that side. And and Tapanay, you know, looked like Yo slightly on the weekend just with the way he was playing with the ball. But he hasn't done that all year. He's just been a straight up, predominantly, you know, front rower who's just been immense with post contact meters and and meters in general. But yeah, Jesus, if he developed a bit of that in his game and and we, he played more like a thirteen for us, you know, that could be could be game changing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, um, yeah. thanks for coming on, Maddie. This is fun again. No, pleasure, mate. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's good. Fun. It's good fun. Yeah. Any chance to talk about footy, mate? I'm there. No, a hundred percent. No. So th- this episode th- this week is uh, basically I'm having to throw it together, but I'm just going to do this with a couple of other fans. So going to bring on yep. uh, Roosters fan. Might even bring on a Broncos fan to talk about how not top eight material we are. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just going to reach out to a couple of people and put out whatever we got. So um, Brilliant. you're good for a good chat. So no, absolutely. No, good on you, mate. Cheers, bro. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. And that was Matty Gilbert. I'm not going to lie, man. That guy's going to just, people are going to start asking for him instead of me. He's great behind the mic. Um, I mean, there's not even a mic in front of him, but he's still doing a great job. Uh, but yeah, shout out to him for hopping on. That was that was fun. I, I enjoy talking footy with Matty Gilbert. So thanks for hopping on, mate. Appreciate that. Um, and yeah, let's move into Max Thompson for a very somewhat depressing conversation. Yeah, get get near that light, big boy. I want to see your face. <laughs> How was your day? I was, I was okay, you know, just work. Oh, that's good. Don't don't be too cheery. I have recorded, by the way. I've started recording. Okay. Well, I mean, it was just work. There's nothing really to talk about. No, that's fair enough. Um, so basically, quick little backstory. It was meant to be on a podcast, not on a podcast. Putting together a little bit of a show where I'm just going to call a couple of a couple of mates, talk about their footy teams. Obviously, uh, our footy team wasn't in the finals. Um, no. But, uh, you know, I was thinking this is... Uh, Probably, I'm trying to think the last time that we went a weekend of footy where we didn't watch a game together. Mm. It's been a while. So you, you, you kind of brushed me this weekend. Um, 
I was. I don't live close at the moment. No, that's fine. I, I'm just saying. Uh, and yeah, I was like, oh well, you know, get my fellow Bronx fan. We can just talk a little bit about uh, the footy mm. that happened on the weekend. Um, good. Good. So you asked me for a run sheet of what we were going to talk about. And I said, yeah. I prefer to just ask you the question um, live and have your live reaction to it without you thinking too much about it. Uh, my question yeah. is, after watching, did you, wh- which games did you watch on the weekend? Um, all of them. You watched all of them, cool. Yeah. Uh, after watching week one of the finals, how much do you think the Broncos could have competed? <laughs> Not a lot. Not very well at all. I mean, earlier in the season, yeah, but after watching that, nah. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, going through it, like, you had the Panthers-Eels game. If we yeah, uh, nah. if we finished, say, in that fourth spot, where, which we were looking at, and we came up against the Panthers, not great. I don't know. Like, we, like, handedly beat the Eels, like, in that game, like, well, yeah. like eight weeks ago or something. And then, and then they four just weeks later. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and look, I actually want to do, I don't know when we're going to do it, but I want to do uh, a bigger, so I'm doing this couple of casuals thing. I want to do an extended couple of casuals episode where we talk just strictly the Broncos for quite a long time. Yeah. This isn't necessarily about the Broncos too much, but just more so, how do you think we would have gone against these other teams? So obviously, yeah. Panthers put a clinic on the Eels and the Eels put a clinic on us not too long ago. Um, yeah. The Raiders came out, beat Melbourne. What do you think about that game? I know. That was a good game. Um, like, I kind of, like, knew the Raiders could maybe pull something out, but um, that was a really good game to watch, yeah. It was good. I, um, I won't Joe go... Tarpley, so good. He is so good, hey. I feel like you underrate him a little bit. Me? Like, I, yeah, like, I have him as, like, the number one prop slash number two prop, like, at the moment, like, this season. Um, but I feel like you've always said, like, nah, like, you like James Fisher-Harris better and stuff like that. So, um, so this afternoon, I'm, I'm talking to a few different fans. Uh, I, had a, I had a Canberra Raiders fan on today, and we were talking about um, Tarpanay. And I, we talked about this sense of um, who's the best prop in the game. Like that seems to be a phrase that's uttered a lot in uh, mm. rugby league. And I was talking about how we talked about how a lot of people obviously perceive Payne Haas as potentially the best prop in the game, just from a sheer like talent perspective. Yeah. But it's funny, like us two as Broncos fans, I don't think either of us have him as the number one prop. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's in the, like, the top three in my he's opinion. In the, he's in the top three, I agree. And yeah. Probably from a sheer talent perspective, he's probably number one. Yeah. But obviously, I like James Fisher. I think James Fisher-Harris is the best prop in the game. And I mean, he was... We can talk about Tarpanay being really good against Melbourne. James Fisher-Harris was fucking good against um, the Eels. Yeah. I just... Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I just have half no one, but yeah. They're, like, they're clearly the top three. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, moving on, anything else you want to say about that game? Um, I mean, it was good just to see Melbourne like not 
proceed like just for something different um yeah obviously same with the roosters which we'll i'm sure we'll talk about but yeah we'll get to um, that like i think raiders and sharks are two teams i'm going for at the moment um yeah so like i wanted i wanted the raiders to win yeah the raiders uh after seeing them win that i mean i think i was pretty clear we did the we used to be friends episode and i think i said that i was going for melbourne and Souths during that time uh during mm. that episode Obviously, I'm still pretty high on South, um, but after seeing Canberra win that game and then also talking about the Raiders with my mate, Matt, uh, who's also going to feature on this episode. I don't know if, he's, if I'm going to put him in before or after you. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit on that Canberra bandwagon now, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad. I mean, obviously, the two of us, neither of us want Panthers to win, neither of us want the Cowboys to win. So Yeah. <clears throat> um, anyone else outside of that, I'm, I'm pretty much fine with. Um, yeah. Anyways, we talked a lot about the Melbourne Raiders game, um, but actually, now let's leave it. I've talked about some stats from that game and stuff with uh, with Maddie. Um, Cowboys versus Sharks. This is obviously a devastating oh. one for the two of us. Like a devastating one. Was it like thirty five seconds left or something? And then like Tamalolo gets across the try line. Like that was just tough to watch. He was so good that game too. The the, yeah. the big. The big pass and everything. Yeah. A, oh, the left to right. The left to yeah. right. Just showing a little bit of everything that's in the bag, apparently. Yeah. Oh. Did he, you know, over the last few years, there has been a lot of, um, you know, our friend Tim, big Cowboys fan. He's very high on Tamalolo is the best, yeah. the best lock in the game. And we've probably pushed back at that. I'm a bit of a Yo fan. Um, obviously, Paddy Carrigan's come into his own. Uh, you know, I like Cam Murray a lot, um, mm. but Lolo definitely put in a bit of a, a week one finals performance. Yeah, he was so good. He was really good. Peter Hicku was good. He uh, was good, yeah. Drinkwater was obviously really good. Our guy, Drinkwater. Yeah, talent, what a talent. He is a talent. Um, little backstory, our, our mates, like, obviously, they're two big Cowboys. Cowboys fans. They're yeah. two big Cowboy fans. They make us really not like the Cowboys. Um, they both used to shit on Drinkwater, say he sucked, yeah. didn't want him on the team. Can we drop Drinkwater? Uh, and now he's really come into his own and he's he's pretty good, which has been a bit of a win yeah, but, for us. And this was when he was like the best attacking player on their side. Like, yeah, maybe not the best defense player, but their best attacking player well he was the most like... he was the most electric attacking player the, the thing they didn't like about him was he had i think he did lead the comp in errors that year or he was right up there and leading the comp in errors yeah. um but i mean he's not i saw i saw a list have you seen the top 10 errors list for this season yeah like there's a lot of bronze in there the uh it's um it's a three of the one, top or... i can't remember who was number one but three of the top five were broncos and it was the like Selwyn, Tony, Corio. Was it those three? Yeah. I, yeah. That, okay. I'm pretty sure it was those three. I yeah. couldn't remember who it was, but it was though it was that we had three Broncos in there, and the person that finished second was Reese Walsh, who's coming to the Broncos. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> I saw that. And I think Ronaldo Molitala was number one. From I Mary. think you're right, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Drinkwater wasn't in that top ten. So yeah. you know he's fixed he's fixed that part of his game up, obviously, and he's playing pretty good footy, but. Yeah, they got away with the win. Nico Hines was awesome in that game. Um, yeah. I'll be yeah. honest, I was quite 
intoxicated throughout this game. <laughs> so I'm talking just strictly, and I was also pretty distracted um, catching up with an old friend. But we, um, yeah, we were watching the game kind of while we were all catching up, talking about old times. And I've went back and I've watched a bit of the game and I've watched a bit of the condensed game. Um, so yeah, so that was obviously a loss for us. It was, um, it was, it was like tragic. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I was like, they're coming back. Like, it feels like they're kind of like coming back here. And then, like, I just like I just felt like they were somehow going to win. Like the, the Cowboys, Cowboys were going to yeah. come. Yeah, yeah. Like it just kind of it just you can just tell it was like going to happen. Yeah, you obviously <sighs> you so you were probably watching the game pretty intently. I probably didn't have my mm-hmm. finger on like the. Um, Momentum uh, and stuff like that. Momentum and things yeah. like that. Yeah, it was just kind of like watching like certain things happening throughout the game. So this is probably the game that I watched the least, and it was probably the mm. one that I was. It wasn't the one I was. I was most excited for South Bruce's, um, but it was one of the games I was pretty excited about watching. But just happened to fall at the same time as a, a get together. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously now though the Cowboys are in a just a prime opportunity. Mm. Yeah, make it through to the grand final, winning that game. Like they obviously they won't have to come up against Melbourne now. Um, if they were like obviously if they were to lose, they'd go down, have to play. They would have to play the South, and so now it's Sharks South to then go on to versus versus Penrith. Um, but yeah, the Cowboys are going to get a home. They get a week off home semi final, whichever Sydney based team or New South Wales based team wins, they're going to have to travel over to, over the sunny state right up north um, mm. and go to a crowd that is going to be pretty amped. It's full of hicks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's, that's not, you know, in this endeavor of us to have a winner that's not the Panthers or the Cowboys, currently those two teams are sitting quite lovely. Um, yeah. But for me, I think there is a team that can get an upset, and that is the Bunnies. Um, mm. It's going to be tough, though. So, what, what did you, first of all, what did you think of the Bunnies Roosters game? Oh, uh, Sinbin Sunday. Yeah. I mean, it was super Seven exciting Sinbin. to watch. Um, I mean, it was like, it was very physical. I mean, some of the Sinbins were like ridiculous. Like, but I get like kind of like that's the way the game was going. Um, what was it, Victor Radley, like, that first one he got? Like, it's pretty shit. Yeah, and then, like... Even the Burgess... Like, oh, the Burgess, like, the head high, yeah. Like, the Burgess head high, it just shouldn't be a send-off. Like, I understand that he... It, it was because they happened so, like, back-to-back, basically, the two high tackles. But this, yeah. the second one, he's, like, clearly hit the ball first, and then his arms kind of just bounced up. And hit the guys, and I can't remember who who did he high tackle. I can't even remember. Um, or oh, was that the one on? That wasn't the one on Teddy. No, I don't think so. Um, I know, I can't remember who that one was on. Or was it Takiyaho? I can't remember. I don't. No, know. I can't remember. I can't remember either. But it was certainly like a super exciting game of footy. Um, yeah. I can't decide if it was like good or not. It was just chaos. It was chaos, yeah. Like, like Tame Mills, Victor Radley getting like sent off twice each. Yeah. Like Junior Tartolo getting sent off for like rubbing um, 
his hand in someone's face. I yeah, can't remember who it was. Shit. Like, yeah, well, like, but it was fun. What's the referee's name? Um, Ashley Ashley Klein. Klein. Yeah, like he. Because you overheard him over the speaker being like, this game's getting out of hand. So he was like trying to like yeah, gain yeah. control of it. But I don't know. He, I don't know if he made it worse. I don't know what happened. It just, there shouldn't have been seven send-offs send for one. Yeah. Like, oh, Simbin, sorry. But um, yeah, I, while I was watching it, I actually, I was engrossed in it. Um <laughs> But like, I didn't know if it was like good footy or not. And I've watched. You would have fit right in that game. Excuse it's me. An absolute grub. You would have fit right in. Like, you would have been sent off. Um. But here's the thing about me. Like, so there was a, a bit. Grub. Of, there was a bit of chat. I don't know if it was in our group chat or a different or the other one that I'm in with Tim, um, our Cowboys friend, who is not a Latrell Mitchell fan. I am a Latrell Mitchell fan, and he was like throwing some slander Latrell's way, talking about how he's a grub. Latrell didn't do anything in that game. Like, he didn't... He's physical, but yeah. And that's the thing, is like, you can enjoy the niggle, but... I don't know. I mean, everyone was getting sent off. Maybe I do get sent off. I don't know. But, um... But I... But the amount of things that, like, kind of weren't send-off-ish, and then... I don't know. The intensity was awesome. But... The thing is, is now the Sharks just went to an overtime where they played. Was it how many minutes did they play? Was like, well, they played. Was it ninety-three minute minutes? And then yeah, went to Golden Point. Yeah, I think it was a ninety. I, I think it was a ninety-three minute game, and then obviously the Roosters Bunnies game was just a bloodbath, and the Roos, Bunnies came out on top. Um, but yeah, now the bunnies and and sharks who have just gone through two pretty heated battles, they're now going to come up against each other, and then whoever walks out of that game or limps out of that game, yeah, on into the Panthers, who are one week rested. They're more than one week rested, to be honest, because like a lot of the core players in their team barely played the last month of the season, so they're fully yeah. rested. And I mean, when we were talking a bit of pre-final stuff um you know i i was kind of looking at the eels going well could they upset the panthers here just because the panthers a bunch of the team hadn't played um and i thought maybe i was talking i was talking to a few people about it and i was saying like i wouldn't be surprised if the first 30 minutes the eels come out they're they're actually in form and put like go go into the first 30 minutes up 14 nil or something on the panthers um but that that's definitely not what happened seven six halftime to the panthers and then the panthers just nathan cleary put a bit of a a beat down yeah not great not great um but yeah so i guess let's just go tips for this this upcoming weekend Mm. uh sharks versus uh the bunnies who have you got I'm going to go with the Sharks. I feel like coming off that loss, I feel like they're going to be firing. I, I, know, I think the Sharks can win it all, maybe. But um, I don't know. I wouldn't be mad with it's him winning, but I'm going to tip the Sharks. Yeah, I'm... Um, oh, hello. My guy. Vusa Baby, giving me a call. Shout out. I'll have to call him back later. 
He always can, I also, can I also shout out who I think it must be Liam pouring himself like a bowl of cereal? In oh, the can you hear that? <laughs> Liam, yeah. Liam is he's uh making himself a little bit of what do you got there, Liam? Bit of yogurt. Uh, he's going yogurt and cereal at nine fifty four p.m. I could just tell by the way it was being poured that it was like a Liam pour of cereal as well. I don't know if Liam will want to respond to that. <laughs> Like I know, I know, I know. It wasn't that's Jaws. Like that, that's Liam pouring himself a bowl of Kellogg's. Max is claiming Liam. Sorry, guys. This is my housemate pouring himself some cereal because um, I'm kind of set up in the kitchen here. Um, but Max is claiming that he can tell it was a Liam pour of cereal just by the sound of it. Would you like me to show you the size of this bowl? Yeah, bring it over. Bring the bowl over. <laughs> It's a big ball. Yeah, hang on, no, bring it Come in. On. Bring it in. There we go. What do we got here? Oh, we got milk. Oh, man. Um, I didn't realize that was milk. <laughs> <laughs> I just spilt it all over the table. Um, you thought it was just yogurt and cereal and nothing else. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was muesli, like a muesli and and uh, and yogurt, but there was milk in that. I almost poured it everywhere. Um, good night, Liam. Um. What were we talking about? Our tips. Oh, you yes. You're going to tip the rabbit eyes because you want well, the rabbit eyes to win. Uh, I mean, I'm literally fine with whoever wins out of these two emotionally. Um, love me a bit of Nico Hines and Dale Finucane. Obviously, love me a little bit of Trell Mitt. Um, I am... If I was a betting man, if I enjoyed... You are a betting man. If I enjoyed putting a little bit of money into a sports into a sports bet, I would be very, uh, I would just find it very tough to bet against Latrell Mitchell right now. Betting against Latrell, betting against Cody Walker. Um, it sucks for them that they don't have Burgess going into this week. Um, just cause he brings like, you kind of want a guy like him going, going up against the sharks, this sharks team. They got some pretty tough forwards. Um, but yeah, I would put my money on South just because of, I think Latrell right now, the way he's playing, if he stays engaged, like he's the best player in the comp. Mm. Um, and then the other game, what's the other game? Uh, Raiders-Eels. Raiders uh, where are you going with that one? This is a that's fun tough. one. It's a fun yeah, one. It's just like two teams that can like play really well or like they like... Like the the Eels are rocks and diamonds, but the Raiders have been playing really well now for like a good stretch. Before you answer, can I tell you something that I was I was saying to uh, one of the other guests that I had on? Um, I think there's two. Like if you're going into a finals from, and I was saying from any sort of like if you're playing like D grade basketball, like or all the way up to obviously like premiership winning NRL side like doesn't I don't think it matters what sport it is or what grade it is if you are if you have a a sense that you are the most talented there's like two places you want to be going into a final series if you are the most talented team um in not an arrogant way but you just have a confidence about you that we are more talented than this team we're playing and mm. we know that they know that so, like, I feel like a lot of the teams going up against the Panthers may feel that way. Like, the Panthers are probably in a position where they might feel that way. 
the other thing you want to be is the team that just slips into the finals, like the Canberra Raiders, mm. have literally zero pressure from they anyone. they got nothing to lose. Yeah. There's nothing to lose. Um, they play a brand of footy that's a bit unorthodox. Um, and they can just kind of throw the ball around. And there's... I mean, they obviously got a little bit lucky. They got a little bit lucky against Melbourne. Like, Cameron... Munster couldn't make a conversion. Um, Munster couldn't make a conversion. He didn't hit that ball out over, over the dead ball line. Um, oh, yeah. It was, a bit yeah of, it was a bit of an awkward bounce, but he kind of, like... That one got away from him. They scored off that. And they scored the game-winning try off a headbutt. Yeah, yeah. Like, all these things went Canberra's way, but that's the sort of shit that happens for a team that's, like, just it's throwing... a Cinderella story. Cinderella story, but they're also just throwing all their chips in. They're just like, we're just going to throw everything in, and whatever happens, happens. And that's kind of, like, a dangerous way to be, I feel. Um, hmm. And not to mention... If they do win this, then they miss out on having to verse... You know, they finished eighth, but they're going to miss out on having to verse the Panthers. Mm. And they'll move up to Queensland. And, like, you'd probably rather play North Queensland than the Panthers. Oh, for sure. And they're just that team right now where it's like... um, You know, Stephen A. Smith for ESPN, like, he always talks about the Warriors when the Warriors were on the come-up before they'd won championships and stuff. And he always talked about um, the Warriors being like the fighter's chance because of the three ball. Like if you've got a punch, they might not be the biggest guy, strongest. They might not be the favorites, but when you've got a punch like the three ball, you could beat anyone. I feel like the Canberra Raiders Mm. have like this this footy style. They got obviously Tarpanay. They got Jack Whiten who on his day could be there was a time where it was like, is he the best player in the comp? Mm. Uh, you know, I was, I was saying before, they've got a tough forward pack with some skill in it. They've got a halves pairing that can get a job done. And then they've got a back five that uh, there's, there's a lot of X factor around it. So they've got, yeah. some pun- they've got some punches to throw and they've only got to throw them for the next two games. They could find themselves in a grand final. Um. I'm leading towards the Raiders beating the Eels. I think the Eels, the way the last week went, it's just kind of like, oh, we're doing it again. Like, they're, it feels like they're probably going, if if I had to guess, it's more likely that they're going into this week down on confidence while the Raiders are just riding a... Yeah, well, the Raiders just beat Melbourne. Like, yeah, so, yeah, and they're just riding a who cares what happens. Like, we we're just going to come out here we're going to put our best foot forward and whatever happens happens because the thing is if they come out if they come out and they kind of choke the eels a little bit and they score first then now the eels are like oh no it's happening again and that's when you start forcing forcing things and i don't know that's just how i'm i'm choosing to see it i don't know the eels have such a good team though it is really good and i mean like- Pre the Panthers, it was like, well, they're the only team to beat the Panthers. Could they get an yeah. upset this week? And could they go on to be the team that wins in the finals? But they now have to win three in a row, though, mm. to beat that team. Anyways, is I there think, any more? Uh, oh, what are you saying? Oh, uh, 
don't know. I still was. I'm not even sure why I tipped for that game. Like, it's just, I don't know. I feel like either team could really win. I don't know. I might go with the Eels. I want the Raiders to win, but I think I must have a feeling that the Eels are going to win. Like, their team's just so good. So talented. It is good. And uh, Mitchell Moses and Sean Lane are... Oh, is Sean Lane in? I think he is. I'm pretty sure he is. I know Mitchell Moses got named. So, that's huge for them. Um, But, yeah. Anyways, it's late. Thank you for hopping on. Do you have any more footy you want to talk about? Um, no, I think I'm good for now. Yeah, I already feel depressed enough as it is about the Broncos not making the eight. Yo, we're gonna and dive the into Cowboys winning. We're gonna dive into that more. We'll we'll do a Broncos show. That could be fun. Mm. I'll come up with a structure. Alrighty. Well, good night. I love you. Alright. Sleep well. Good night. Love I love you. you. Thank you. <laughs> <See> <laughs> Bye. <ya. laughs>